Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go on a Tuesday back feeling great live in Los Angeles. It's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Happy holidays to everybody. Hope you had a great Christmas and Christmas Eve the previous two days. We are back. J-Mac joining us one hour from now. The herd hierarchy. What to do with Dallas. What to do with Buffalo. What to do with Kansas City. And the Niners and the Ravens. Wild last few days in the NFL. J-Mac, well, not a great showing for for your MVP, Brock Purdy. Oh, yes. Uh, interesting place to start the show. Brock, for Christmas is over, baby. Brock Purdy had a, uh, he had a rough one. It happens. It happens to the best of them. 33-19 Ravens. Last night wasn't about the Niners. It really wasn't. It was about the most disrespected team and the most disrespected quarterback in the National Football League. That's what last night was about. And for the love of God, stop showing me stats. I have eyes. I watch the games. Lamar Jackson was the best player on the field, on a field with 10 Hall of Famers, and it wasn't particularly close. Stop with the Tua, Dak, Brock Purdy nonsense. Baltimore's been ravaged by injuries. What are they on their 19th running back? They lost their Pro Bowl tight end, left tackle plays, doesn't play, plays, doesn't play. Doesn't matter. Rookie receiver, multiple drops, doesn't matter. If you were a scout and were sent to this game and they said, give me a, give me a take on the two quarterbacks, your take would be on Brock Purdy, kind of a guy, could be a backup. And your take on Lamar Jackson would be, holy God, I've never seen a player like that. The dude runs, looks like half speed against the Niners. Half speed. Thursday, Thanksgiving football backyard with cousins. Half speed. He runs whenever he wants. Whenever he wants. Home, road, good weather, bad weather against the 49ers defense. There's nothing like him on the planet. I don't need to see passer rating. He wins 80% of his games and he wins big games. 
people in Miami freaking out. Miami hasn't won a playoff game since 2000. Ooh, we won a home game over Dallas. Lamar Jackson wins games like this every Sunday, home or away. He's 20-1 and in his career against the NFC because if you don't see him regularly, you don't know how to contain him. You don't know what to do with him. You've never seen any player like him. And all it is is disrespect and doubt. Tua and Lamar Jackson, same breath, stop it. Purdy, Lamar Jackson, same breath. It's incredible. And then you add a really good coach and a really physical culture, and what you have is a team that can go into San Francisco and push, despite referees getting in the way, push the 49ers all over the field. The Ravens did to the Niners what the Niners do to everybody else. They embarrassed them. They pushed them around. They had all the answers. The Niners were left with all the questions. They poked you in the ribs. They lowered your self-esteem. And you come out of a game with the Niners and think, what are we? And now the Niners this morning wake up due to Lamar Jackson and ask themselves, what are we? Ooh, we beat Dallas at home. Ooh, we can bully bad teams. But against a good Browns defense on the road, loss. Against a physical Ravens team at home and Lamar Jackson, outplayed and bullied. I mean, last night is what a most valuable player looks like. You ever watch a game and think two is the best athlete on the field or Dak or Brock Purdy? Last night on a game with seven, eight Hall of Fame level talents. That's just on the Niners. He was easily the best player on the field. It was high school and JV running. Is it half speed? Getting whatever he wants. Finding crevices where there are none. That's what a most valuable player looks like. Not stats, not a coach, not because of the weapons. This is a team with a rookie wide receiver who half the time can't catch. Ronnie Stanley left tackle sometimes plays. Pro Bowl tight end gone for the year. On a third running back against the best roster in the league and annihilates them, humiliates them, and leaves the Niners asking the question that Niner opponents do. What are we? Here's John Harbaugh after. I thought Lamar had an MVP performance tonight. You know, uh, he, uh, it takes a team to, uh, to create a performance like that, but it takes a player to play at that level, to, to, to play at an MVP level. It takes a player to play that way, and Lamar was all over the field doing everything. Yeah, it was pretty good. So the Dallas Cowboys lost to Miami. I won't get into the officiating, but um, wasn't this the season that things were going to be different for Dallas. Mike McCarthy preached, we are going to run the football more, be less reliant on Dak, physical. No, they just wanted to push Kellen Moore out of the building because Mike McCarthy was threatened by him. Once again, the Cowboys are totally Dak reliant. Tony Pollard has had one 100-yard rushing game week three. Mike McCarthy wanted Kellen Moore out of the building because Mike McCarthy is threatened by lots of things. So he went, remember that before Dallas went down to his basement? An analytics crew and then told everybody he watched every Cowboy play the previous season. Later acknowledged, yeah, I didn't. The Cowboys, once again, are totally Dak reliant. 7-1 and one when he doesn't turn it over. Sub 500 when he does at least once. 
I said, and I'll say it again, I said at the trade deadline, you got to go get Derrick Henry. You got to have a physical presence. You're not going to be totally Dak reliant in road games and win against high scoring offenses. Because every road game for the Cowboys against the decent offense looks the same. One turnover, average to slightly above average head coach, a B-plus quarterback, they all look the same, and Dallas can't run and doesn't run. And that's all we heard all offseason. That's it, right? It's a new day. It's a new team. It's a new physicality. Oh, nonsense. Jerry Jones is a great salesman. But he doesn't have a very good BS radar. And Mike McCarthy keeps telling him what he wants to hear. I watched every one of your plays before I came here. No, they didn't. We're going to be physical and run the football. No, they don't. Totally Dak reliant. The three times this year Dallas has had to face, like a top five or six offense, San Francisco number three, uh, Miami number one, Buffalo number six. Dallas can't run the ball because Tony Pollard's a second back. He's an off-speed pitch. He's a breaking pitch. He's not a Derrick Henry. You can't lean behind him. So what happens? Dak gets into a shootout as a B-plus quarterback on the road with high-powered offenses. And Dallas is going to lose a lot of those games. And Dak, through the years, has lost a lot of those games. Dak was at his very best his first couple of years when Zeke was the best running back in the league and the Cowboys' own line was the best in the NFL. And you go into this game against Miami and your great all-world left tackle Tyron Smith's not there and you can't run the football because you can't run the football. This was all about Mike McCarthy once again saying whatever it takes to impress Jerry and keep Jerry off his back and retain his employment. This was going to be different. We're going to run the ball. Less Dak reliant. The team's totally reliant on Dak. Who, when he faces, you know, like a Josh Allen or a lot of weapons with Miami or a lot of weapons with the Niners, has to save the day. And that's not who Dak is. Dak's good. He's not special. Doesn't have a great arm. Doesn't run around like Lamar Jackson. He's good. He's good. But when he can't run the ball, you have a coach situationally that scares us away from home. This is what Dallas games look like against another team that can score. And again, it's, it's, they, Mike McCarthy just wanted Kellen Moore out of the building. You know, that's what he wanted. He wanted Kellen out of here because Kellen was a threat. And he keeps telling Jerry what he wants to hear. But uh, I, I, I still think when, when Dallas plays with Tyron Smith available at left tackle, I think it's a good, good, good team. Very good team. Tyron Smith leaves. Bradley Chubb looks like Lawrence Taylor. Tyron Smith plays. Bradley Chubb would have been invisible. But Tyron Smith didn't play, and you don't run the ball. And it's a bunch of promises you've never kept, and you lost again. It's not the end of the season, but doesn't it feel like Groundhog Day? Here's Dak after. I mean, I guess it feeds it, right? We didn't, we didn't come out with the win, but um, I can tell you the confidence is, is, is high from that group. Obviously, this, this one sucks. It hurts, especially, as you just said, in the manner. Um, that we did, that we lost this one, um, but but the confidence is high in these guys. We uh, we understand that, that we can. Obviously, we haven't done it, um, but but we will. And and obviously, the the road forward looks like we'll be going on the road. So um, all these years, I still think Dallas has all these components, but they're going to have to win on the road. And because they don't have a great run game, they're going to be very dependent on left tackle Tyron Smith being available. 
And I sat and watched that game, and I said, you know, for 20 years I have rolled my eyes, uh, probably been a bit too cynical on the Cowboys, and I finally buy into this team that has multiple elements of a Super Bowl team. And then they pulled a Dallas against a solid Miami team. Why did I ever bite? You know what? I'm like Jerry Jones. Mike McCarthy fooled me too. Jerry, the great salesman, doesn't have the radar and apparently doing this job for 30 years, either do I. Because I bought it. I bit. I was the fish. I grabbed the hook. And now I just get reeled in by Mike McCarthy in Dallas. (sighs) J-Mac, I don't know. I love doing what we do, but God, I watched that game and I thought... I just, I just bit into this piece of bait. Well, wait a minute. So you're sell, you're selling all your Dallas stock? No, no, okay, okay, because good, they good have good to hear. Good to hear. They have a lot of elements. Yes. But it's just this. Mike McCarthy has been. He did not want Kellen Moore in that building. You want to guess their? Uh, you want guess the him? line against Detroit this week? <laughs> Dallas is at Where's home. It at? Where's it at? Dallas is at home against the mighty Detroit Lions, who just won the division. Dallas favored by four. Six and a half in Las Vegas currently. So uh, Vegas. Dallas probably the side this week. <laughs> uh, by the way, P.S., I can't wait to talk about Brock Purdy. You should have seen the text from Cowherd, the glee last night as Brock Purdy was imploding <laughs> on national television. Uh, it was a rough one for Purdy, yeah. We'll one, talk, one game out of, uh, how many, 15, we'll, we'll 16? Talk, yeah. We'll talk about that next Herd hierarchy in 45 minutes. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. Well, you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new infinity qx80 is unlike any luxury suv you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is heard H-E-R-D. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $150 instantly in bonus bets. That's only at DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code HERD, H-E-R-D. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It is great to have you in on a Tuesday, 45 minutes from now. The Herd Hierarchy, Nick Wright, stops by. There's going to be some breaking NFL news, potentially. There's stuff on Jim Harbaugh. I want to talk about Brock Purdy, who I've said is good quarterback, but I don't think he is special. There's a reason he was the last guy taken in the draft, and though there are exceptions like Joe Montana taken later and Tom Brady taken way later and Mark Brunel and Tony Romo and Kurt Warner undrafted. By and large, the scouts get it right. Most of your star quarterbacks in league history are first-round guys. Most of your great edge rushers are first-round guys. Most of your great left tackles are first-round guys. Justin Jefferson, first-round guy. Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, The scouts know what they're doing. Brock Purdy, last guy taken in a draft. But with the Niners, it's always kind of the same. We have a brilliant coach. We have an excellent roster. We have weapons everywhere. And you're left sort of asking, is Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy good enough? And by the way, this is a lot of Kyle Shanahan's career, is that you feel like Matt Ryan in Atlanta or Matt Schaub in Houston, Brian Hoyer in Cleveland, and Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo. You're left asking, is it the coach or is it the quarterback? And so far, it's always the coach. With any other coach offensively, you'd know immediately the limitations with a Matt Schaub. We saw it. Or a Brian Hoyer, we've seen it. Or Garoppolo now in Vegas. Or Brock Purdy. But Kyle Shanahan's a lot like that flex tape commercial where they put that big strong tape on a boat. And it works momentarily. But if you got too much flex tape on a boat, maybe you need another boat. And it's not about the tape. And that's my takeaway. Brock Purdy, when trailing in the second half this year has a 65 passer rating, two touchdowns and five picks. Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, they win a lot, often convincingly. It's like just a perfect symphony. But what happens when things go sideways and you play a good defense and you're trailing? You're left with a lot of nothing. Matt Stafford with the Rams is elevating everybody around him on every drive. To me, it feels like Brock Purdy is elevated by everybody around him. Shanahan, Kittle, Debo, IU, Christian McCaffrey. Flex tape works momentarily. But if you have to use flex tape on your boat, it's time to get a new boat. That tape can't be the answer. And I feel like Shanahan is that flex tape. He is the thing that makes everybody look way better than it is. And we would know instantly with any other Coach, yeah, that, that guy doesn't work, or that guy doesn't work, or yeah, that, that's not going to work. But we have a history in this league with brilliant offensive coaches taking average, good, slightly below average backup quarterbacks and winning games, and often convincingly. I mean, for a, for a few hours, Gardner Minshew looked like he was going to win a division. Like, what are we doing here? We know that's not true. 
We know this is not an MVP talent. We know he's not the most talented person or the fourth on San Francisco's offense. And here was Brock Purdy after. It's easy to, you know, be riding the high and thinking you're the man um, when things are going well, winning games and all that kind of stuff. And you don't really see, you know, a whole lot of adversity um, in some games and whatnot. And, um, you know, this is the reality of the NFL. I have to look myself in the mirror and, and ask myself why or how that happened and why I made those decisions. And so um, our team came ready to play. And, um, you know, for me to make some decisions like that, um, it pains me, you know, and it's not fair to these guys. So I have to realize that and understand that. And um, I have to get better for my team. Cleveland, really good defense. Baltimore, really good defense. You're trailing. There's drops. You need a guy to save you. Brock Purdy's not a guy that can save you. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, it's the Herd. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Any. That's right. To celebrate college basketball's most frenzied time of the year, it's here. DraftKings is giving new customers a shot to rack up bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code heard once again, new customers. Bet 5 and get 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, code HERD, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, pro sports is a live television show. 
So you see the arguments on TV. You see the flaws and the mistakes on TV. And that's what you're seeing with the nine and six Kansas City Chiefs. Conflict, disagreements, coaches mad at the tight end. Kansas City is just a company, many of you work at those, that's working through its flaws live on television. An aging tight end, a too young receiver group, an O-line struggling at tackle, higher expectations, Super Bowl or bust. It's all live every Sunday. It's hard to be very, very good in this league consistently when you're bad at a certain position group. And the Chiefs are bad at wide receiver. But Colin, Joe Burrow got to a Super Bowl with a bad O-line. Yes, he did. And do you remember that season? They were 10-7 and in the regular season. They beat the Raiders with an interim coach in the playoffs in the wild card round. Barely. And they beat Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs. Barely. Remember that year? They had one great game. They got better and better and beat Kansas City and deserved love. But they were 10-7. and seven. This team feels like they're going to end up 10-7 and seven with a lot of warts, a flawed team. But they're bad at wide receiver. So last year, Travis Kelsey was a Band-Aid for some of their limitations at wide receiver. And this year, he has not had a touchdown since week 11. He's aging, perhaps a bit distracted, but he can't pull them out of this thing. It's a live television show. I don't love them, but I still like them. But they're really bad at wide receiver. A lot of drops. I don't even understand what that trick play was. Looks like sometimes the young guys just are, are just not ready to play in big spots. But this is what they have. It's too late. They're past the trade deadline. They're a good team. They're not a great team. You can't be that bad at wide receiver and be a great team. That Bengals team was a good team. Wasn't a great team. The Rams were a much better team. So I, I'm not selling all my stock, but a Patrick Mahomes with an aging tight end and offensive tackles, as Greg Cosell pointed out a couple of weeks ago, that he just doesn't trust. He does not look comfortable. Everybody is saying, I'm watching these analysts say, he doesn't see down the field. That's never been a problem. What he doesn't is trust his tackles and trust his young receivers. And it's a live television show, and we're all seeing it. You and your company can go to a cubicle. You could have a meeting. You can go to lunch. You can have a company retreat. You can't do that in pro sports. It's all live every Sunday on TV. And Kansas City's a good team working through some stuff. And here's Patrick Mahomes after. You see glimpses of us moving the football. You see glimpses of us scoring in the red zone. Um, it's just we haven't consistently done it enough um, game in and game out. Um, at this end of the season, we kind of had one good game, one bad game. One good game, one bad game. Um, but uh, we have to be more consistent because when you get to the playoffs, you have to string some together. I mean, I still believe that we can we can go do what we want to do. It's just uh, how can we correct it as quickly as possible. That's it. They feel like a 10-7 and 7 team. They feel like that Bengals team where they're really, really bad in one spot, and that team got to the Super Bowl. And I could argue the AFC was better then. Day Bowl was still, I believe, in Buffalo with Josh Allen. Kansas City was had all their weapons. And, and Cincinnati still worked its way through. So, you know, every weekend, this is a situational league. I've been saying this all year. Except for the Niners, it's a situational league. And then yesterday we found out <laughs> it's a situational league for the Niners too. You just have to watch the games. Anger, 
ticked off, flaws, warts. I think they'll figure it out and have a good shot to get to the AFC championship. But but if you're waiting for them to solve receiver, it's not going to be good. The Bengals couldn't solve that O-line. It wasn't that good. If you're waiting for the Chiefs to solve their offensive tackle issues, they're not going to solve them. They'll try to band-aid them and be as good as you can possibly be. But you're going to give up sacks and you're going to drop passes and going to make mistakes, and that's what Kansas City is. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Here we go. It's hour two. It's a Tuesday. Live in Los Angeles, it's The Herd. Wherever you may be and however... You may be watching or listening. Whatever device. Thanks for making us part of your day. Nick Wright in five minutes. Heard hierarchy in a second. So I've been saying this all year in the NFL. There are no great teams. There's just one great roster, the Niners. But there's no great teams. Now, if you put a great quarterback on the Niners, that's a great team. We have one great roster. The rest of the league is situation. Except San Francisco. That's what I said. And then last night I said, no, it's situational for them too is I think the difference in this league between the third-best team and the 10th-best team is situational. Who'd you play the week before? Who you playing next week? Who won the turnover battle? It's all inches, not feet. I, I think the difference between the four... Dallas plays Detroit this week. I mean, really? That way we, I mean, you're going to tell me one's 10 and one's 3? How about one's maybe 6 and one maybe is 5? I think the whole league is situational. This is not like the NBA where the Celtics and the Nuggets starting fives are absolutely better than everybody. It's not tennis when a Serena or a, 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 the Joker can dominate for years. You know it going in. We have one great roster. And I don't think we have a great team, though Baltimore looked like it last night. So here 
is my herd hierarchy one of the more difficult ones of the year? I don't know how I've been winning bets because it's a hard league week to week to figure out. Here we go. Herd hierarchy. Time is now. Let's go. The top 10 NFL teams according to college. Number 10. I think Cleveland's weird. I said this last week, and Joe Flacco took over, and they're 3-1. and one. I think it's a great story. I don't think it's a great team. Uh, but Flacco's an adult. He throws the ball down the field, and the bottom line is opposing quarterbacks this year have a passer rating of 71.6 against Cleveland. So they muddy it up and ugly it up. It's a fun story with Flacco. I don't think they're going to do anything in the postseason with Flacco. So I'm going to keep him where I had him last week at 10. Number nine. Listen, Kansas City is, they got a problem. They're bad at wide receiver. And by the way, they lead the AFC in offensive penalties. They look disorganized. And that's with Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. They're just not good there. And they're not good at tackle. Mahomes, I don't want to hear he's not seeing the field. He sees the field fine. He's not comfortable. They're trying to duct tape some of their issues. They're averaging only 21 points a game. So, again, I think they're going to win out. I think they're going to end up 11-6 and and be fine with a shot to get in the AFC Championship. But they remind me of that Cincinnati team that, by the way, got to the Super Bowl that had a horrible offensive line, and they got some narrow wins down the stretch and in the playoffs. I think Kansas City can do that. But right now, that wide receiving group is a mess, and the O-line isn't great. Nine for Kansas City. Number eight. If you'd have told me before the season I had the Rams over Kansas City, oh, wait, I told you the Rams reminded me of an older Kansas City. I said that in preseason. Stafford's on an absolute heater. The O-line is healthy. Kyron Williams only trails Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey in yards per game. Running the football, not turning it over. Great coach. Stafford, they got Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby. They're, they're really playing well at tackle. They're doing a lot of things Kansas City isn't, right? Like good at tackle, quarterbacks on a heater, not many drops, rookies delivering. They're a real team Rams at eight. Number seven. These are not standings. I still have Miami about seven. Oh, great. They finally beat a winning team at home. Well, they're good at home. You get that funky Miami weather and it's raining. I will say this. Without Tyron Smith at left tackle for Dallas, Bradley Chubb looked like LT. He wouldn't if they met again. Dallas would beat him on a neutral field. They'd beat him in Dallas. And I think it's still a team that hasn't won a playoff game in 23 years that I don't trust. I do love their coach and some offensive pieces, but I've got him at seven. Number six. And I still think Dallas is better. These are not standings. Dallas didn't have their Hall of Fame left tackle, and I said that going into the game. If he doesn't play, it's not the same offense. Bottom line is, Dallas has three wins against winning teams. There was some funky officiating in this game. I don't even know what to say about that Micah Parsons penalty. That's the dumbest thing in the world. Micah Parsons is 6'2", 230, running full speed, can't make a full stop in half a second, and you penalize him. But I don't want to blame officials. Mike McCarthy promised us a more physical run team. That's not what we have. Dallas at six. Number five. I like Philadelphia. Once again, their offensive line in the fourth quarter, three drives, dominated. The team's going to be fine. Last year, they finished 14-3 and three against a bunch of yucky quarterbacks. This year, they're going to finish 13-4 and four against much better quarterbacks. I like them. They're not perfect. I think they're trying to figure out their way offensively, but I like their receivers, their O-line. 
capable running backs. Jalen Hurts is a leader, offensive coach. They're not good in the back end, and you can beat them on the back end, and everybody's beating them on the back end. But they're going to finish 13-4. and four. I like Philadelphia at five. Number four. They won't be here next week, but I got to give Detroit credit. Here's an amazing stat. Detroit has four different players, four different players with eight-plus touchdowns. They nailed the draft. Jameer Gibbs, Laporta, Amaron St. Brown, dominating offensive line. Again, I think they lose to Dallas this upcoming week. But Jared Goff, when he doesn't turn it over, they are 7-0. They can, I love this about him. They can play with a lead without O-line. They can play from behind. I like teams that can play multiple ways. The Lions can play trailing. They can win when they play poorly. They can win playing great. Do I worry about them on the road? Yeah, I don't think I'd take them against Philadelphia in January, but I'd take them at Tampa. I'd take them at home. I'd take them against Dallas. I'd take them at SoFi, although they wouldn't have to play there. They'd play the Rams at home. I like the Lions at four. I don't say it with a great deal of confidence knowing their history, but I have them at four. Number three. The Bills. People are not paying attention. Josh Allen is the least sacked quarterback in the league. This is their best O-line. James Cook, first Bills player with 1,000 rushing yards in five years. For years, I've been saying they're too Josh Allen reliant. Finally, they're not, so I have to be true with them. Their O-line's playing well. Their run game's legitimate. This is the Bills team that is not completely beholden to Superman making nine plays a game. He needs to make about two. I like this version of Buffalo a lot. We've seen in recent years, teams catch fire. The Tampa Bay team did. The Rams team did. Teams catch fire. Week 12, 13, 14, they get the O-line right. They finally get the run game right. I think the Bills are the team this year. Number two. San Francisco, listen. Brock Purdy's not good enough to overcome turnovers. I still think it's the best roster in the sport. It's just that their hole, unlike like the Chiefs receiver hole or maybe the Eagles secondary hole, their hole is the quarterback when he's trailing. When Brock Purdy trails in the second half, he's got a passer raising in the mid-60s. That's just who he is. I still think the roster's unbelievable. Number one. Uh, Baltimore. I've been high on them all year. I had them one for about an hour. They lost a game. I think the physicality, Lamar Jackson. You know what cracks me up about Lamar Jackson? All this Tua MVP, Dak MVP, Purdy MVP. Do you think those guys would face the Niners in Santa Clara and easily be the best player and athlete on the field? Lamar's unbelievable. Physicality. They don't have their star tight end. They have a rookie receiver who had the drops. They're on their third string running back. I think their culture, their coach, their defense, their quarterback, their toughness, Baltimore number one. So as I said, to start this, it is one of the stranger uh, herd hierarchies. I am much higher on Buffalo because I think they are what I've been waiting for for years. Formidable O-line, not Josh Allen dependent. I know y'all love Miami. It's their first win against a winning team in a game in which officiating was not great, not using it as an excuse. I do think without Tyron Smith, their defensive line looked like they were world beaters. Vic Fangio gets credit for that. But I'm buying the Bills. I still think they beat Miami. Why? Because every time they face Miami, Josh Allen goes off. With that, Nick Wright joins us. I acknowledge... (laughs) 
It's a weird herd hierarchy. I don't. You're out of your mind. Well, I, I, I don't. You're think, out of your mind. Okay, go ahead. Out of my mind. Go ahead. The, all right, listen. I, I'm not, and I'm not arguing with you about the Chiefs. The Chiefs deserve to be. They're lucky to be in the top ten after that performance offensively. So I'm not. I'm not here to argue with you about the Chiefs. We'll see if they can fix it come the postseason. But your Eagles and Bills faith is baffling, <laughs> Colin. I understand it was a holiday weekend, but did you miss the game Buffalo played this weekend? (laughs) They needed a field goal at the gun to avoid losing to Easton Easton Stick, pardon me, and Giff Smith. They were 14-point favorites trailing with a minute left. That team you think is peaking right now? That team is peaking. That that Buffalo Bills team, they just played terribly on Saturday against a team that had just fired its coach and whose quarterback, who's the one redeeming quality about the team, everyone says, wasn't playing. Why did the Bills earn more of your trust? Then we can do the Eagles. Okay, the reason is, is because despite that, off a huge win, they won. And it's a situational league. And you see these Raiders did it yesterday. Backup quarterback, can't complete a pass, interim coach. Week to week, you don't know what's coming out of that locker room. The Raiders look like a Super Bowl team. The Chargers played their butt off. It's situational. Bills had come off a big win. The world loves them. They traveled 3,000 miles, played like crud, and they won. And in this league, that means something to me. Okay, so that's – listen, I, I agree to a degree with that. I think three is a touch rich. Now to Philadelphia, which I guess you could make a similar argument. They found a way to win. Colin, Philadelphia has looked bad for a month. They, uh, again, another double-digit favorite whose game comes down to the wire. They can't stop anyone through the air. Their quarterback is not healthy and is not playing great. And everyone on the team keeps telling you something's wrong. (laughs) Sirianni fires a DC. Jalen Hurts says people need to be committed. Devontae Smith says we're not playing well. Those are all things that have happened in the last month. So, like, I think Philly right now is super vulnerable and – I think that if if in the first round of the playoffs the Rams were to play the Eagles, I like the Rams. I think if Philly ended up losing the division to Dallas and they had to go to Tampa, I would like your guy Baker Mayfield and that Bucks team. I think this Philly team is ripe for the picking, and their their own players and coaches have been telling us that for a month and a half now. Okay. So I, I said this earlier. Just... I said this earlier. If you were a scout – and the head of scouting says, I want you to go out. You're a, a pre-scout. And watch. You'd never seen him. This Brock Purdy guy, they're saying's MVP and Lamar Jackson guy. And come back and give me a report. Your report would be, yeah, the Purdy guy may have been a fill-in. I, I don't see it. And the Lamar Jackson thing would have been a, yeah, I think he's running at half speed. And he's still faster than all the Boses and all the Fred Warners. And I've never quite seen anything quite like him. Can we at least acknowledge... When you watch Lamar on a field with other great athletes, it doesn't it, – you know what it looks like? A Division I football player in high school playing with other non-Division I players. And Brock Purdy looks like yeah. a guy. Yeah. Right? That's what you saw, right? Yeah. I, I, don't think, I don't think you'd have to be a pre-scout or a scout. <laughs> I think you actually wouldn't even have to know the rules of football. 
I think it could be your first time ever experiencing the sport. <laughs> and we're like, hey, the guys, I don't even need to tell you the position, but the guy who gets the ball on every play, give me your read on <laughs> each of them. And then I'm going to tell you something you won't believe, which is that the people who are paid to talk about the sport for four months have sworn one guy is the league's most valuable player, and it's not the guy you're thinking. Yeah. I mean, this is, listen, Lamar was sensational. Lamar's been better than his numbers suggest this season. And there is all of a sudden a very sneaky pressure on Baltimore to make the Super Bowl because the Chiefs look ripe for the picking. Miami does have issues with good teams. Baltimore's going to have the one seed, and Lamar's playing out of his mind. So all of a sudden, if Lamar and the Ravens fall flat in the postseason again, it's almost worse than if he didn't play so well this year. But the story out of last night is the Niners, and it is their quarterback. And it is baffling to me that otherwise smart people saw Brock Purdy, and instead of seeing what I see, which is the weak link on the team, they saw the league's most valuable player. Of the 15 Niners that matter, if they don't win, it will be because Brock Purdy is the reason why. Everyone else in the MVP discussion, including his own teammate, when we talk about them, we're like, he will—he is the reason that team is great, or one of the bus drivers, to use the Barkley term. With Purdy, and this is why I was not moved, every time the Niners got up 14-0 and then Purdy had a 140 passer rating with 300 yards, everyone would come to him and be like, oh, you ready to admit it? Has he shown you enough? And my answer was always, no, that's not my concern. My concern is not, can he look great when things are going great? My concern with him is two things. One is, if any of the Avengers are out, Trent Williams, C-Mac, Debo, any of them, if any of them are out, will he melt? And if all of a sudden the Kyle Shanahan game script gets off course and we need you to make some plays, can you? And I would one last thing, Colin, I would encourage anyone who claims, oh, Shanahan trusts him. Shanahan loves him. Watch the pass plays they called down 21 to Baltimore. Not a lot of deep downfield routes, a lot of screens, a lot of dump-offs. Not exactly the game plan you do if you really trust your quarterback. But, I mean, I feel like everybody knows it, and folks were just pretending to think Brock Purdy should be the NFL's most valuable player. So we're watching the stitching come loose on the Chiefs, arguments on the sideline, altercations. Could I not argue this version of them has become a little like Buffalo in previous years? Hey, Josh Allen, save us. It's a bad receiving group. Travis Kelsey's limping in virtually every game. I don't think, as Greg Cosell said, he trusts his tackles. They're a little beat up on defense. It's one of the great things about this Chiefs dynasty is As great as Michael Jordan was for the Bulls, he only needed him to be crazy three times a game. Mahomes only had to go sidearm and make a big play three to four times a game, but the components around him were excellent. This feels a little like the Buffalo team you've rolled your eyes at where Mahomes is being asked on the fly to solve all the issues, and he can't. It's just not that good enough. There's spots on this team on offense that aren't very good. Is that fair? no, the last part's definitely fair. And saying, listen, we I have 
to keep the Buffalo comp going, people have often said Josh Allen is the modern day Brett Favre. And I've said, yes, absolutely. As you know, if you remove from Favre the league MVPs, the championships and the Super Bowl appearances, they're just alike, except for the fact that's what made Favre Favre. Yeah, the Chiefs are like the Bills if the Bills had a pedigree of winning with this coach quarterback. But the Chiefs, of course, have that, and the Bills do not. So that is the reason that I, if there is if there is any reason to believe the Chiefs can pull out of this, it is because Mahomes, Reed, and Kelsey have been there before. Now they look disorganized on offense. They look uninspired on offense. They they are absolutely having a hard time just getting plays in. Yeah. They have all the benchmarks of a team that is going to have a very short playoff life. We heard Tony Romo say repeatedly for the first time in the Mahomes era, the Chiefs are going to have to go on the road in the postseason. I think some people might have heard that and been like, no, they're not. Because in order to go on the road, they're going to have to win a postseason game. (laughs) And the team that showed up yesterday doesn't look like a team that will win a postseason game. The reason I think it would be insane to write them off is in the midst of all of this, they have had now for sick 15 weeks a top four defense in football. And you do think that at some point, Mahomes will be able to put the cape on like he did in the Patriot game and at other times. But yes, the Chiefs path right now is very simple. The defense keep it up and Mahomes be the best player in the world by a mile. That is a big ask. And right now, no one on the Chiefs offense is up to it. I said this earlier, finally with the Cowboys, that Jerry's a great salesman. He may not have a good BS radar because Mike McCarthy said when he got the job is, I watched all your plays. And then yeah. he later admitted I didn't. And then he said I lied yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. And then before the season, uh, we're moving off Kellen Moore. We're going to be a physical run team. No, you're not. You go on the road, you're just Dak Reliant. Is that McCarthy just wanted Kellen Moore. He wanted him out of the building. That's what he wanted. He saw him as a threat. I watched Dallas. They're totally Dak Reliant, which when you don't have a number one running back and you go on the road against teams that can score, you lose a lot of those games. By the way, that, ex- that explains Philadelphia, the Rams, Detroit, Tampa, sure. those kind of teams that you have to get into a, a shootout. Well, they don't run the ball. They're totally Dak reliant. It was just a it was a comment by Mike McCarthy to keep a job, retain power. And I I, I'm a sucker. I got reeled in. I bit the bait. And it's like they're just the Cowboys again. I mean, I think that they are better than the Cowboys teams in recent years. I think that, you know, if and I know this is how football works. But if they don't fumble on a fullback yes. handoff yes. on the opening drive of the game, I think they win, yeah. and we're sitting here saying they're fine. Here's what I will say, and this is partially my take and partially Nora Princiati of the Ringer first mentioned this, and I haven't been able to get the idea out of my head. Uh, the best thing for the Cowboys, obviously, is to reach the Super Bowl for the first time in 30 years, right? We are nearly 30 years. We all agree that's what their goal is. Here's my question, Colin. Is the second best thing for them to go on the road to Tampa in week one of the playoffs as a wild card team and lose and have and have Jerry Jones say, you know what? Yeah. Three straight 12 win seasons, yeah. three straight disappointing playoff performances. Something's got to change. And here's here's where the Nora Princiati part comes in. Uh, if Mike McCarthy were to get fired, do the Dallas Cowboys become the number one landing spot for Bill Belichick? 
Is that, is, is that a marriage that you could see actually <laughs> happening? Bill going for the Shula's record. Jerry recognizing this is a short-term thing like it was with Jimmy. Bill knowing he has the quarterback. All of those things. Like, is that and Jerry wanting to spend the money the way maybe the Chargers wouldn't? Is that at least on the board of possibilities? Yeah. Is Bill Belichick, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, one of them? Yes. Yeah, no, I think that's okay, – I don't think he wants to go all west, uh, and I, I still don't think yeah. the Chargers would go all in on Bill running everything. That's interesting to me, and I do buy it. Yeah. I think So I think the Cowboys' goal, win the Super Bowl. Goal number two, <laughs> if you don't get goal number one, have such an embarrassing playoff defeat that you fire McCarthy. These seem to be di- – the worst thing for them is, like, win round one and lose to the Niners in round two by a field goal and just run it all back again. That, that's the worst-case scenario for them. By the way, a Nick Wright who's on TV more than yeah. Susan Lucci in the 90s. Oh, he's got more commercials. Oh, it's uh, and you look great. I by the way, I knew you were gonna say I mean, this. Honestly, I can't. I, I can't, knew you were gonna say you're this. You're like Ryan Colin, Seacrest. I, I can't get I, you out of okay. my life. It's this just... guy for four years, I had to watch Colin Cowherd walk into a dry cleaner and be like, "Here's the thing about quarterbacks: they get the ball <laughs> at nine. And I was just happy for you. I watched that thing in my sleep. I'm just happy for you. I get my first ever commercial for two weeks and it was good timing with the Christmas games and stuff just be happy for me that's all all right I'm you know kind of a little resentful but little yeah, tiny I small <laughs> I get it I get it little, I'll see you later little petty uh, funny funny commercial by the way uh, all right we got a lot of stuff here it, it is interesting that that you know I mean power NFL is a powerful business and I'm watching the Cowboys and, and they don't fumble and and I mean they, I, I really do when I do a herd hierarchy it's not standings Neutral field, Dallas, they win the game. I think if they played again, they'd win. But I will say, Bradley Chubb looked like LT without Tyron Smith at left tackle. Like, Dallas is not the same team. Tyron Smith and Trent Williams in the last 10 years, best left tackles. That's arguably the second most important position in in football. If you miss your quarterback for a game, you're like, oh, we're not the same team. If you're missing a great left tackle, Niners don't win when Trent Williams is hurt. The Cowboys don't play well when uh, 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 Tyron Smith is out. It's just the, Baltimore's not the same usually when Ronnie Stanley's out. Like it's a, it's the most important position outside of quarterback. It's worth a point. Uh, and I thought I thought the minute he didn't play, I'm like, all right, here we go, here we go. Not going to be the same. We got Harbaugh news. Big splashy headlines. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. 
An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.